Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning. Good. Welcome to SawCast number 40. This production of SawCast is brought to you courtesy of Jocko Willing Productions and his technical staff. We're joined by Carrie Helton today. Carrie, welcome. And uh, my name is John Strykermeyer. I will be your host today. And again, we th- we're thankful to Jocko for making all this possible. In fact, we are in Jocko's recording studio in lovely downtown San Diego today. And uh, with that, I would like to get right into our show. You know, with Mac V. Sog, it was the eight-year secret war. And a critical part of the secret war was having aviators who would come, who would take the teams into targets across the fence into Laos, Cambodia, North Vietnam. More importantly, those fearless aviators would come back to pick us up. They would pick up the Green Berets fighting against communism in Laos, Cambodia, North Vietnam. And today there are still 1,581 Americans missing in action. There are 50 Green Berets alone in the secret war that are in Laos from Cambodia. Today are amongst those as well as 83 American aviators we do not have a number for the number of Vietnamese aviators who died fighting with and supporting the Green Berets who ran missions across the fence. One of the major units unsung heroes of that secret war was the South Vietnamese Air Force, the 219th Special Forces Special Operations Squadron was attached to Mac Visog throughout the duration of the war from the beginning had a few different names, but the ones that I was familiar with when I landed in Vietnam in May 1968 was the beloved King Bees, the 219th Special Operations Squadron. And there are many Green Berets alive, including myself and our team, that were saved on numerous occasions when the King Bees, that's their code name, would come back. And they were flying the old H-34 Sikorsis, which we liked better, and they were fearless pilots. So today, I am honored to have as one of our guests, Steve Duong. And this is, I'm using the American name because it's easier for me to say, and I don't want to mispronounce it. And we're joined by his energetic, helpful son to help with interpretation. Kevin, Steve, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, John. And uh, thank you very much for having uh, here in uh, this conversation. Yes. Thank you, Gary. (laughs) <laughs> and also, I would like to say thank to, especially to... Uh, Jocko. S- no, uh, Jocko, and of course, and uh, uh, the uh, shock Recon team member. Oh, I yes. would like to uh, say hello and thank you yes. uh, for everything you uh, serve and sacrifice for my country. Thank you and wish you well. Well, thank you. And likewise, and we respect and we're glad that you were able to escape Vietnam after Vietnam fell, but we'll get into those details later. First, for people that are viewing for the first time, uh, to talk a little bit um, about 
those efforts. I mean, over the years, during an eight-year secret war, you were there. When a secret war ended in 1972, the king bees kept flying. Yeah. They flew right to the end. April 30th, 1975, some king bees were able to get out to the, to the USS Midway, and others were not. And some, sadly, many went through re-education camps. So this would be some of the stories that we will get to as we go on. But first, I'd like our listeners to learn a little bit about some of the missions that you flew personally. And I know um, you entered service with the King Bees in Vietnam in January 1969. That's right. So by that time, the, the war had been going on for four years. We we're entering the fifth year of the Secret War. And we had lost several King Bees along the way as well as American assets. And 1968 was the greatest year of casualties for the war. 69 was almost as bad. And that was when you entered the Secret War. That's right. Yes. And so um, your first few months, you flew co-pilot for several of our legends, men who over time are in the books, like I must say, on the ground. (laughs) <laughs> we have stories about our king bees. And uh, so we could talk about one of the missions when you became a pilot. And you would talk about the mission and to get a team out and what you went through. And then later, there were other stories that were very scary. Yep. And the fact that you're able to survive and you're here today is a, mir- a multiple miracle story. Yeah, God uh, saved my life. God many smiled times. on you. Yeah, God <laughs> saved my life so many, many times. Yes, sir. And, and uh, so there was a, a your one of the missions later that you were the co- you were the pilot. Yes. And you were shot down. Uh, at least twice. At least twice. <laughs> and uh, some other, but not rememberable. Uh, <laughs> I. Remember, two shot down. One oh. was the uh, CF-34, and one was the Huey. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, the CF-34. Uh, I was shot down with the CF-34 in 1971. So uh, later on, we transferred to US-1. Uh, and in 1973, after the uh, Paris, Paris agreement, yeah, uh, I was shot down in Tuyuar. Uh, and you were flying a UE for that time. that time. Wow. Yeah, so. To and, f- and for our listening audience, because you flew the H-34, that's this old Sikorsky, which was an older helicopter with one door on the right side, and the pilot set higher, and the passengers sat in the back, and um, they had a res- had a reciprocal engine, nine cylinders, and the engines were B-17 engines that were used in World War II, but they used one engine for the King Bee, but it also made it more safe. Yes. The bullets could hit it, exactly. and, and the pilots could live longer. We had, but still very dangerous duty. And uh, maybe the difference for you, you flew both. What, which one did you like more? Uh, for traveling, yes. For vacation traveling, <laughs> I love to fly Huey. Okay, because it looked pretty. 
<laughs> and uh, just like uh, <laughs> we have a Mercedes or something like that. Yes, yes. But in the war, in the war, especially flying for shock. Yes, spy team. Yes, sir. We love to fly she as a she thirty four. Simply because more protection for the pilot. Underneath of my seat, yes. pilot seat. Yes, we had uh, the very thick steel armor. Armor, okay. Steel. Yes. And the engine with nice cylinder, as you talk. Yes, sir. And that protect the pilot very good. For people shooting up from the ground. Yeah, many times. Many times. I'll tell you the story about that. In the accident, I showed you the picture of my cruise ship. Yes, sir. He got hit. He got shot in the shoulder. In the back. Yes. But when we went home, we checked where and uh, how and uh, the bullet the uh, communist the uh, enemy yes shot me underneath hit the armor and ricochet ricochet yes ricochet and got him in the got back. him in the back <laughs> and he told me hey i got hit i hit got hit and uh, my pilot captain young Uh, told me, look down, look down, where he got hit. Because the door right here, the main yes. door, and the cruise ship with the M60, yes. they shot, you know, the communist, the enemy yes. in the LG. So the direction, they go straight, you know, front to front, you know, face to face with the uh, enemy Again. shooting. Yes. But he got hit right here. <laughs> And I told the pilot, he got from here to here. And the pilot checking a little bit. No, no way. From here to here, he died already. Right. So finally, we uh, flew to Pleiku. Uh, yes. The field hospital. I jumped out right away because if they shot him right here to here, straight yeah. from the front to the back, He died. But then you saw he only yeah, had the I, wound. I, I, you know, I surprised and uh, I used <laughs> my uh, my knife. Yes. The survival knife. Yes. I cut open the his uh, flying suit and I saw the wound go horizontal. Not, <laughs> you know, this? Yes. From the front to the back or from the back to the front. Oh. And I told uh, my uh, pilot, Captain Young, and uh, he said, God bless us. Yes. So we very lucky. Yeah, we put him in the ambulance with two other got the team member. Two got, team members. Got, yeah, got wounded, wounded also. Sure. Yeah, and uh, they all carried to the field hospital in Pleiku. Pleiku, and uh, we've heard stories too with the nine-cylinder engine. Sometimes. There have been times when one cylinder actually got shot off, mm -hmm. and the helicopter could still fly. Yeah, whereas absolutely. a Huey, anything happens to the jet engine, they crash. That that was uh, that what I uh, I told Kevin. Yes, with the cylinder engine. Yes, if uh, one cylinder got broken or whatever, shot broken yes. or something, die or what. 
we can uh, yeah still fly the helicopter. Sure. But with the semi jet engine. Yes. And Huey. Yes, the jet engines. It's explode right away. When got hit. You finny. Finish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, um, well, is there anything else in your mind about the CS-34? Because there's one I have in mind, but I want to hear you first. Anything else about why you preferred the CH-34 over the UE in combat? Oh, uh, not only prefer, but yes. I love that. <laughs> I, even <laughs> I had a lot of problem, a lot of trouble with that dinosaur. <laughs> I, I I think I call the CS-34 yes. is the, the dinosaur. <laughs> you know, A flying dinosaur. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I drive on the dinosaur. Okay. So, uh, only thing I love it in the combat, especially yes. uh, with team, uh, shock, uh, spike team. Spike team or recon yeah. team. Yes, sir. It's heavy and it go down fast. So, we could do the rough maneuver. Like the I rough maneuver? Yeah, the yes. rough maneuver. Yes, sir. Like draw a little bit or right. bend a little bit or spiral like the auto rotation. Right. And usually people say that the uh, yellow leaf yes. falling in the storm. So that is, uh, that's what I was yeah. going to ask you about because uh, just for our listening audience, what we're referring to here is after flying from Vietnam to Laos, when we got to the target, a lot of times the U.S. would come straight in, land, we jump off. But the king bees had what they called the falling yellow leaf in the storm. Yes, exactly. And it was a spiral. And the very first time I was in the spiral, I think I made spots in my pants. <laughs> I was very scared because the spiral, they turn aside and they spiral downward yeah. into the LZ and the engine's in neutral. Yes. And then right at the end they engage the engine and it flare yes. land, we get out, yes, and then you leave. You and, know and you that is the falling yellow leaf in the storm, which <laughs> in Vietnamese it would be uh called uh La Lang Roy. La Yang Roy. La means the leaf. The leaf okay. Yang means yellow. Very good. La Yang means the yellow leaf. Rai means fall, fall down. Okay. In the storm means like the storm. It's sure. Uh, yeah. So, and so over, over those years, yes. there was many of the falling yellow leaf in the storms where you would come in yeah. to get us to insert the team or to come in for an extraction to pick us up and go home. <clears throat> and those are just over time after time, how many Americans are alive today, Green Berets and their team members are alive thanks to the King Bee pilots and our other American aviators. But today we're focusing on Vietnamese and the 219th. And you, sir, I'm just glad that you survived to come here with your story. Um, so when you got shot down with your King Bee, you were the pilot. What happened there? Were you on a mission or were you, what happened on the day that you got shot down in a King Bee? Uh, usually in the mission, especially with the shock mission. 
The SOC missions across the fence in Laos yeah. or Cambodia. Yes, sir. We <coughs> had the gunship or the Cobra to escort to cover in and out of the mission to the LG. And uh, we also have the COVID, COVID rider right. uh, on the air. And so for our, and for our first time yeah. viewers, we have, we're explaining, we have a Ford air controller. The code name in SOG was Covey. Yes. And he would fly over the battlefield. Yes. And for insertions, the King Bees would come with gunships alongside. Yes. And they would s escort you to the target. You would go in, drop the team. And when you left, the gunships were there to support you when you left. So if there was enemy activity, they could return if necessary. And in my case, there was a few times we were inserted, have heavy contact, and King Bee come back right away, pick us up, and yes. go home. With bullet holes. Yes. The King Bees have buku bullet holes in yes, them, for yeah. sure. And use the tap, you cover the hole. <laughs> and spray, you know, use Those, the spray yes. color. Yeah. Come I, up, camouflage again and <laughs> go. I remember the King Bees with many patches. Yes. On the sides, on the underneath. Oh, my God. Yes, it was incredible. But that's why we love the King Bees so. And they always brought us home. And we loved you, too, the, the, <laughs> the spy team member. So we, what happened on your mission? Thank you. And what happened on your mission the day you got shot down? You were bringing a team to the mission, or did you get shot down? What happened on that mission? Okay, uh, that happened in uh, Cambodian, about 35 or 30 miles north up, north up, Lachnin. Yes. Lockning Buddha, Lockning. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know uh, Lockning was a uh, forward base or something, lunch, lunch bay. Yes. And uh, the mission was insertion, insertion one team. Recon team, yes. Yeah, recon team, Vietnamese team. I didn't see uh, American member in the team. Yes, because at the end of the war, some of the SOG teams have indigenous troops that were very good, like Idaho. The last American was uh, um, then Lieutenant Ken Bore, mm -hmm. and then Doti Kwong was the team oh. leader. And he would go missions across the fence, King Beast take them, Vietnamese flying the Vietnamese team into Laos. And so down south, where you flew that day, that was what was a new policy mm -hmm. with the, oh, again, oh, yeah. these are the outstanding stories about the Vietnamese that we never hear. Yeah. And the people, um, due to the media not telling accurate stories, forget about the heroics of yeah. the brave Vietnamese men and our other indigenous troops that we served with. Uh, my team was Vietnamese, so I'm biased. Uh -huh. And the team you probably flew in down there may have been Vietnamese or none. Oh. But it was all indigenous, no Americans. So no, go on with America. your story because you're flying. Oh. What happens when you get hit or what makes King Bee go down now? Oh, uh, so in the briefing, we had two King Bee. Uh, Captain Yu, no, King Bee number one. Also uh, the CNC, something like that. Right. And I was King Bee two. Uh, with the team because the mission 
was the uh, insertion. Yes. So uh, two Cobra cover. And uh, a Vietnamese O one observation on the air. Okay. Yes, sir. And the <coughs> LG was a narrow uh, piece of land, narrow, uh, surrounded by the tall tree. The jungle. Jungle in uh, Cambodian. Yes. About 35 miles north of Lachnan. Right. And uh, I've heard that the enemy around there, uh, they had the training center or something around there, so we would like to get uh, the uh, information from the enemy. Right, to learn what they're doing there yeah. with the transmitters? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the O one said, okay, okay, FG, okay. <laughs> He's flying high. Yeah, about, no can see s- about 6,000 miles over there. 6,000 feet, yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> 6,000 6, feet over there. He's up there, but King Bee's right down here yeah. near the jungle top. So yeah. you say, okay, yeah. I go in yeah. now, right? Yeah. You do your y- turning yellow leaf and... Yeah. No, I no, did, you did go not, straight in. I, from about 100, my, uh, 100 feet yes. above the ground, Right. And about 200 feet away from the LG. Yes. I was careful and uh, landing. Sure. To the LG. Because this is different than Laos. Uh, more no, f- more uh, flat? Yeah. But yes. we get you the uh, uh, yellow leaf folding in the storm when we have the emergency of very serious landing. Right. Okay. Otherwise, we use the normal just like okay. pilot and uh, very good. Slowly approach. So your aircraft. Yeah. He over says there. at six thousand feet, you're okay now. Yeah. So you're yeah. still being careful because yeah. you know that yeah. sometimes they make mistakes. Uh, and he told me, I saw you. I saw you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You but know, you're not. What happened? So uh, about uh, almost to the LG, I slowed down. To make a slow flare, remember? yes, and suddenly you know we saw everybody saw on the LG, yes, the VC, they wore they all wore the black pajamas, and they uh, scramble, you know, and in panic they ran, ran fast into the forest and the bushes into the jungle, yes, and. The team on the aircraft and uh, the cruise ship opened fire right away. Sure. And uh, the uh, M... Uh, M60? 79. M79. Oh, M79. They shot down, bam! And uh, the uh, enemy respond immediately, fiercely, you know, hard. Yes. They shot up. You know, they shot uh, the uh, chopper, the CS-34, and I heard uh, Can the you hit. Can you feel hit the hit, hit the Cut, cut, cut. Oh. Yeah, yes. somewhere. And uh, I tried hard to stop the helicopter. Yes. And uh, recover the power right away. Everything immediately. Yes. You know, at the same time. Sure. And they shooting, you know, back and forth. 
and I concentrate, concentrate it uh, in the maneuver to hover upward. Right to, to straight up. Yes, straight up. Yeah, okay. Because the tree right in front. Oh. So we use maximum power. Yes. And to hover on a collective. Yeah, a collective. Yes. And also the throttle. Right. Yeah. You turn the throttle turn the for throttle. maximum power. Yes, sir. And at the same time, simultaneously, we pull the collective and keep the cyclic for the helicopter hover up. Whoa. I was lucky because I did not where I did not go deep, you know, to the ground. Yes. So just begin for flying down. Yes. Now I started <laughs> to hover up and they kept shooting me, you know, I heard cut cut again. And when I got enough uh altitude Yes. Uh, about let's see about forty feet or forty fifty something. At the hop you're still over the trees high. Yeah over the, the tree. Okay, very yeah. good. Yes. I forward the cyclic and uh dive a little bit down, get the uh, increase the speed. Yes. I I saw again I, I heard again that pop 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 again. Ooh. And suddenly, you know, my pedal, the right pedal, fell. No. Yeah, and uh, the uh, helicopter. You have two pedals on the yeah, helicopter. I, yeah, two, two, yes. two pedals. And what do they control? So people understand from a pilot, your pedals do what for your helicopter? Control the tail rotor. Very good, okay. The tail rotor make uh, the uh, helicopter streamline. For example, it go like the crab. Yes. We put the right pedal, make it straight again. And if it was a right, you know, like yes, like this we use the, the left. left pedal, make <laughs> it straight again. Now, at the time I got shot, I put the right pedal. It still spin a little bit to the left, so oh, no. my aircraft went like this, and I push hard. Didn't work, nothing. Uh oh. You know what? Cut the power a little bit to decrease the spin, to lessen the speed. Right. And try, you know, sideways, you know, like the crap. While they're shooting at you. Yeah. Just to keep uh, but, that straight. They keep shooting. But at that time, I was a little bit away from them. Okay. So I'm okay. You know, I was okay at that time. But okay. Suddenly, you know, the dry pedal fell. And uh, I look in front, God bless me, God, you know, share my life. I saw the swamp. You know, the water swamp? Yes, a swamp. Uh, yes, sir. I think that the, uh, the wallow, is that the wallow? The wallow for the buffalo, you know, swimming, something yes. like that. So the shallow water, not, shallow, not deep. No, not, not, not deep. Yes. And I used the uh, collective pitch, you know, a little bit control the spin. Yes. And I made the landing to the Because you knew you are in trouble. Uh, already. Yes. So now try to land in there. And uh, I made it. <laughs> and I landed the uh, CF-34 right on the uh, swamp. And uh, pan. The mud and the water 
splat all over there, you know, and the tail rotor cut the tree in the back. And really? the head rotor cut the tree in the front, you know. The, the leaves, you know, yes. fell everywhere, all over. And uh, the buffalo or the white animal, you know, <laughs> like the abandoned cow, they, in the panic, they ran into the jungle. And the team keep shooting around. Because there were still enemies shooting at that time? Uh, no. Okay. The cobra shut them up oh, in the okay, right. LG. I heard the cobra use the uh, rocket and uh, minigun. Minigun, yes. Ooh, ooh, and pan, pan, and they shut them up in about five, ten minutes. And then for our listening audience, a minigun mini can fire 6,000 rounds yeah, a minute. Yeah, 6,000 rounds. That Steve was talking about was a mm, mm, And if you look high up, when the bulls come down from the helicopter, it looks like somebody, like a big elephant, is peeing on the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, but that was close. But anyways, you land, nobody's yeah. hurt. No, not not anybody hurt. Just uh, got some bruise, you know, something like that. And your pride. Your pride. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that was hurt a little bit. And, uh, you know. First uh, time you were shot down. Uh-huh. That's the first <laughs> time I was shot down. And you've been flying for th- two years or three years. That was 1973? Uh, two years. Two years. Oh, more than two years. Uh, yes. When I was a uh, aircraft commander. Not the <laughs> Oh, that's right. Very good. Because yeah. you were a co-pilot first. Yeah, first I was a co-pilot for a long time. Yes. And, you know, I uh, because I was there for 19 months, I met many good honorable King B pilots who save our team many times. And at that time it was Captain Tin, now Lieutenant Colonel Tin, who's still alive today in Arizona. And we had Captain Tuong, who we lost a few years ago, three years ago, well now four years ago. And then Captain uh, Lieutenant Trung, mm-hmm. and then Captain Tuong. And these are all men that we knew. And you flew co-pilot for some of these men who were legends for us. So you learned from number one King B pilots. You talked a little bit about that because what was that like? I can't imagine. I mean, a couple of times I flew in the co-pilot seat, fly back to Fubai after mission, and I fly co-pilot for like number mm. one, number one King. <laughs> I could almost take off. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make it. Uh, I got very close to yeah. Tuong said, no, the pedals. <laughs> so he would save me so we wouldn't crash on takeoff. But uh, anyway, you flew co-pilot. Who were some of the men who once you got to your trained in the United States, you landed in January 1969. Who were some of the legends that you worked with? Oh, wow. Because you knew some amazing men. In January 1969. Yes, sir. I uh, became a little king bee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that very, means the co-pilot. Yeah, le- very T-T. little. T.T. King bee. Yeah. <laughs> so I w- was flying co-pilot for a long time because I was uh, be- before the last right. CS-34 pilot train in the uh, in, uh, United States. Yes. No more. That no. was the last class for CH-34s. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I was uh, one before last. Okay. So they need co-pilot more than pilot. Really? Yes. And the, and, the, and the King B is different because the pilot was in the right seat 
and the co-pilot was in the left seat. Left seat. Yes, because yes, other aircraft was the other way around. Yeah, I get very confused. I understand King B. I know King B number one, and they were the pilot set. Yeah. That. <laughs> so, beginning to be a co-pilot. Yes. And uh, after six months or something like that, training to be a first pilot. Yes. And after that, we passed another test to be a. AC, that means aircraft commander. Yes, sir. We call that pilot. Yes. Yeah. So, a lot of training yes. and flying to be a AC. And so you're flying with uh, these men. Yeah. And you're learning, and you're also helping them. Can you learn to see what they do? Yeah. I mean, that that seems like a, a very smart training. That's why somebody asked me why uh, the King Bay pilots was very good. They fly very well. Yes. I said because the King B pilot had to be co-pilot for a long time. He learned and got experience from the pilot. Sure. And if they were not good, they die already. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If they make mistakes, they yeah, die. they die. VC cockadel. So you see the King Bay pilot, that means he's good because he's still alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And he's lucky, too. Yeah, very lucky also. Like I told you, God, you know, shared my life many times. Yes, indeed. So um, where, for you, did all of this begin? Where did you think about flying? and uh, your family, you grew up in uh, Vietnam, so where does your life begin with your family and um, your your father, how his history impacted you? And talk a little bit about that, so then we'll talk more about the story, because we gotta get your story here, sir. Okay, before talking about my family and my uh Background. Yes, you were born in 1946. That's a good year. Because uh, you and I are going to be 77 this year. I know. Year. Yes, sir. Uh, many. But well, you uh, look better than I do. Many people, <laughs> many people were born in 1946 are very, very good, uh, <laughs> you know, good luck, something like that. Never die. <laughs> That's what okay. we think when we're flying when you're on the ground, yes. Yeah. So okay. you grew up in Benoit? Yes. Uh, my hometown yes. was Benoit. Uh, my family uh, was a big family. My dad and uh, my mom and uh, six kids. Wow. Buku uh, babies. Yeah. Five boys. <laughs> okay. Uh, and one only girl, my sister. I was a, uh, I am a uh, last youngest boy. You're the baby son. Baby son. See. Yeah. <laughs> and follow mama son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Okay. And uh, about my dad. Yes. I would like to bring it up. Please. With you. It's very important. <coughs> <coughs> Why I against communists? Yes. 
somebody does not uh, fight against communists, but I do. I do fight communists. Yes. Why? Because of my dad. My dad was a professor, and uh, he got paid from French because at that time Vietnam dominated by French, and uh, my dad worked like the teacher or something like that, and got paid from French. But uh, in Vietnam War, the first Vietnam War. With the the second, uh, uh, the first in 1946. Yes. Yeah. Because they fought the French yeah, and they, the they Viet Minh. Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, you you mentioned about Viet Minh. Yes, I, sir. I would like to, as I know, somebody know different a little bit, but I know. For you and your family. Uh, yes, my family and I know about Viet Minh. What is Viet Minh? Viet Minh was a... Vietnamese like, go, like the group of Vietnam Vietnamese Association or something like that. Yes, they they did not like the French and they wanted the French to go home. Yeah, and they got all Vietnamese together, not only communists. Right, north and south. North and south, every people. That's why my, my dad who uh, the, did not like communists, but my dad worked with Viet Minh. Sure. Because uh, he was a nationalist. He had pride yeah, in Vietnam, yeah. and they were tired of the French after over 100 years of the French abusing the Vietnamese. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, my dad uh, learned a lot about communism and communism. So he said communism and communists are not good at all. So he kept away from them. But especially in 1946, everybody had to get together with. Right, and again, just for the record here, the uh, World War II officially ended in 1945 with the signing of the peace treaty in September of 1945. And prior to that, <clears throat> some of the Vietnamese had asked then President Truman to not have the French return. Mm -hmm. So, um, and President Roosevelt, who died before the war ended and President Truman took over, he never told, Roosevelt never told Truman, mm. we agree with the Vietnamese people. Don't let the French go back. Nah. Truman did not understand. World War II ended, there were treaties, they returned to, the French returned to take over. And to add insult to injury, the French used some of the Japanese who had dominated in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So during World War II, some of, the, some of the Vietnamese fought with the OSS against the Japanese. Mm -hmm. World War II ends, then the French come back and they add insult to injury by bringing back some Japanese mm -hmm. to help them fight the Vietnamese in Vietnam. Yes. Then the Viet Minh comes together. North and South, there are communists 
and that's a small part of the Viet Minh movement against the French. And so finally, by 1954, the final battle, Dien Bien Phu, Mm -hmm. the Vietnamese conquered and the French, they left with their tail between their legs. The U.S. government has supported the French, and when they left, the American state, north and south was divided. The south was a democratic. They didn't want communism, and the north immediately began sending people south to try to influence to take over South Vietnam. And and this is where your dad had fought with great honor, and then, I can't imagine, balancing all that, raising a family, fighting with the Viet Minh against the French, and now 1954 comes. Uh, Would I to tell you a little bit before that? Sure. Uh, In 1946, as I told you, every Vietnamese joined Viet Minh, fighting against French. They want friend out. They wanted friend out. So my father worked with Vietnam, but sometimes he did not obey them. <laughs> he did not follow them because right. he did not like communists. Sure. So later on, he began enemy of communists. Communists want to get rid of him. No kidding. Yeah. So in the battle, in 1946, one night in the battle, the communist shot him in the back. In the back? In the back. Like the cowards they are. In the back. And uh, my dad got wounded, but he survived. And his men hit him save his life and hit him in the fishing boat, a small fishing boat, mm-hmm. because my hometown had a river a long, long way, you know, to the Wajon or something like that. And uh, they hit him in the fishing boat, small ones. He brought my dad to home, brought my dad home. Wow. And uh, after that, my mother uh, hit him again in the enclosed room, the small room. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family did not let anybody know because French looking for my dad. And the Vietnamese. And Vietnamese. The communists. Yeah, Vietnam. searching for my dad, you know. Wow. And uh, at that time, my family had very difficult situation. And uh, my mother spent all money for the medicine for my dad. But at that time, it, you said the Japanese got in and, you know, friend back in and Vietnam, you know. Just crazy time. Crazy time. I and cannot uh, imagine. Yeah. And uh, uh, due to not enough medicine and especially not enough antibiotic. So the wound got uh, worse and worse, and my dad uh, passed away. No. And uh, at the end of the year 1946. Oh. And uh, before my dad uh, passed away, 
and uh, my dad told my mom and my older brother yes uh, communist church the evil devil get away as far as you can from them never join them they bad like the evil next door they yeah and uh, he uh, gone forever wow when I was three months old oh my god and my wa- my mother was 36 only so after that my mother had to handle everything you know and your older brothers had to help her me too <laughs> three months old yeah, yeah. <laughs> put you to work yeah. in the rice paddies huh? <laughs> 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 okay, so my family become uh, became very poor. Uh, we did not have enough money for food, for school. <laughs> but my mother wanted every one of you have to stay in school. Learn as much as you can. My mother worked night and day. Wow. Not enough. And uh, my mother asked my granddad to help, yes. but still not enough, you know, for sick sure. kids. And my mother was very young lady, 36 years old. So we did everything to survive. And uh, because my mom wanted, we all go to school. So I went to school until first year in college in 1966. I got in... Uh, 18 years old, and uh, you're yeah, ready? Yeah, 18 years old, and uh, got in uh, Air Force. So why did you pick the Air Force? Because I'm sure you thought about that. Like, the, you had the Vietnamese Navy, you had the Vietnamese Army. Yeah. You had the South Vietnamese Air Force. Air Force, yes. Uh, and that, what, what made you say, ah, <laughs> maybe someday I'd fly... Uh, airplanes or helicopters for or did you think about helicopters no uh, no <laughs> i love to be a pilot yes but the fighter pilot jet pilot or something not helicopter you know <laughs> tell the truth honestly uh, well, your story is similar to many that yeah. have like wanted to fly jets and they finished flying helicopters but they still are number one pilots yeah yes and uh when I was 17 or 16 in uh, high school, I read some article about aviation and about pilot. And in uh, first year in uh, United St- uh, the University College, I read the book that's very impressive. It Im- impressed me a lot. The name of the book uh, was The Life of the Pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, written by a uh, pilot colonel, Vietnamese pilot From the Vietnamese colonel. Air Force. Yeah. Yes, sir. He became uh, the top commander of Air, uh, Vietnamese Air Force, the leader. Uh, he was very good, and I loved the book. Uh, he explained and expressed, uh, he talked about how the pilot 
live, you know, for love, something like that. Oh my God, oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> okay, so especially when I was in uh, uni- uh, college, I was sitting next to the window in the classroom. Yes. And uh, below that was the uh, football court and one helicopter land right there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And uh, the pilot, you know. Oh, yeah. They come out and they walk down. And they have a, the uh, p- uh, coveralls like you wear? Like yeah. The, all the kidney yeah. piles were yeah. the black. Uh, no, hey, not black one. Not, not black? The orange. Uh, yeah. But the orange color combination. Yes. And I said, you know what? He, he was the uh, actor. <laughs> really? Yeah, pilot, but beside the pilot, he was the film actor, movie no. actor. <laughs> and behind him, there was some uh, pretty girl, you know. Oh, of course. Actress in the yes. play, okay. That's why it, you know, got in my mind. <laughs> See, you and I had something similar that I didn't know. When I grew up, all I wanted to do was fly jets. Yeah. But the eye thought to say, your eye's number 10. <laughs> you know, fly jets. Uh, yeah. So I jump out of airplanes instead. Yeah. <laughs> I never had a chance to fly king bees. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, so they, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so then you list in the Air Force. Yeah. Uh, the second reason. Oh, second, <clears throat> indeed. Yes, sir. In 1955. Uh, Golden Year became a Vietnam president. He came back from United States with a lot of help from USA. Yes. At that time, United States, USA helped Vietnam, helped President Golden Year a lot. I was young in uh, high school, but I saw something like uh, every month I got the book, the school supply, and sometimes we got the free lunch, something like that. Sure. Yeah. And uh, especially they offer a scholarship for the good student, excellent student, to get the scholarship to go to United States for schooling. Really? Yeah, in 1955. Wow, okay. So you're nine years old then? Uh, yeah. Yeah, So. but they caught your attention. Uh, I was not good enough, I know. <laughs> I, I not good enough a student to dream about that, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I love, you know, have a chance, try it. Sure. And uh, I wish I have a chance, uh, you know, to go to the United States at least one time to see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and at that time, I remember people think about USA like the number one, you know, like uh, the, the good. And uh, they think about the red China is the bad. Yes. And the, uh, the North Vietnam is the ugly, you know. <laughs> so yes. I remember the good, the bad, and the ugly. For I love sure. the good. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and one more thing, very 
important at that time the war became very intensive and the uh, government need more uh, soldiers for more troops so because more communists kept coming in and trying to take over th they declared the draft national uh, nationwide draft right just like in America yeah if you were drafted you have no choice you have army. no choice jet army and uh, at that but they had the Vietnamese Marines too. Yeah, yeah. But they, so anyway, you get drafted. That's where you're going. Yeah. Nothing about South no. Vietnamese Air Force. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> especially uh, if uh, you volunteer at that time, they had the offer. Uh, if you uh, volunteer to be uh, Air Force pilot, you are going to uh, go to United States for training. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. I got that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I jumped in for the opportunity to be the uh, officer of the Air Force uh, pilot, something like that. And I passed the physical examination. And, uh, I remember when I went home, my uh, brother and my mother said, hey, no. We don't want you to go to uh, Air Force or whatever, military. You go to school to be an engineer or doctor. Or a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, lawyer. But I knew that I was not good enough to make it. Yeah. And uh, I delayed. I did not report to the Air Force that time. But, you know, Two months later, they sent me the note, uh, if you change your mind, go get, you know. Oh, go to the Army. Yeah, go, yeah. go to the Air Force. Okay. At that time, I hid from my brother and mother, you know, I <laughs> let them know <laughs> I went to get the new clothes, everything, and sure. document, you know, to join the Air Force. Okay? Sure. And that time, they sent me to the Nier Trang. The train, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, that the Air Force Academy. School. And that was 1966, and you're 18 years uh, old. On, I remember exactly on uh, uh, June 29. Oh, wow. 1966. In your train. And you're in. Yeah. <laughs> left the school, left my family, got in there. Oh, wow. When I was uh, 18 or 19, 19, I think, 66, 19, 19 years old. Yes. When you go to the United States, because in July 1967, you arrived at the Lackland Air Force Base. Then you went to Fort Walter, Texas for five months where you trained to fly a TH-55? Yes. What is that? that uh, an ugly helicopter or is that an airplane? Helicopter looked like the egg. With the tail? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. egg with tail. Yes, yeah, I, I, I see like that picture egg, very clearly. The tail on the egg. Like <laughs> so you're there for five months, then you go to Fort Rucker. Yes, I went to Fort Rucker. And then you train on the CF-34. Yes, and so at, at that what did you think when you arrived at Fort Rucker? What was it like to arrive there in Alabama yeah. 
And then at some point, you, is that your first age 34 you see? And yeah. You go, the Whoa. third one. And you know what? What? When I fly up to get uh, to get in the uh, the 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 ship. Uh, yes, sir. I couldn't believe that. You know, the 19 years old. You know, climb sure. up you know, with the dinosaur like that. Yes. I had the question in my mind already. Is that right? And later on, my instructor took me to the museum in uh, the city. Yes. I saw the she had 34 in the museum. I said, God, you're flying a yeah. museum piece. Yeah, <laughs> they get rid of that. When I'm learning hard, you know, I was learning hard to fly it. I asked my teacher, I said, what's going on? He said, they need you for that dinosaur <laughs> in the Vietnam War. They oh. need you a lot, so try to learn. So, and again, just for our listening audience, by 1967, America has much more involved by 1965, we had the first battle of the Idrang Valley and the, uh-huh. and the effectiveness of helicopters, both as troop transport and as gunships, were b- first started then. So by 1967, the Army, who's training people, and the Americans are going with the Ueys, but for the South Vietnamese Air Force, for the special missions you are doing, you are still flying your dinosaurs, yes. the H-34. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so... What was it like trying to hover for the first time? Because I tried, failed. Captain Tuong saved me buku times. Uh, I got uh, lots of trouble at... You got into lots of trouble. No, the, the <laughs> first time... The first time uh, I learned how to fly TH-55. Okay. Yeah, the egg with tail. Yeah, the yes. egg with tail. <laughs> My instructor, he was the old man, <laughs> and he said, hey, Steve, try to keep it on the ground, man. Don't move. <laughs> and in my mind, how? It keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, okay, now. He showed me the restroom, you know, the... Yes. the Temporary restroom in the airfield. Yes, sir. I said, hey, you see the restroom over there? Yes. The toilet there? So don't move forward. It is a checkpoint. So keep, you know, your position. Don't move around. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. He told me, are you ready? I said, yes. You have it. And I, I, I got the control. I could try to keep it on the spot, you know. Yes. It kept moving up. Right. Go, go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> and my instructor pulled it back. <clears throat> hey, keep it on the spot. Right. <laughs> Again, move to the restroom. And my, 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 uh, my, my instructor, you know, stopped the helicopter. Hey, now. Take up and go to the restroom and come back. <laughs> and because I remember one time, TS-55, uh, after that, I was flying good, you know. <laughs> sure. I, I was okay. And uh, the teacher let me solo. Ooh. Okay. But, you know, uh, let me just say one thing, because for our audience, mm-hmm. people don't understand the, um, the cyclic, 
is so sensitive. Yes. Like we see in movies with airplanes, uh-huh. they go down, they go up. Helicopter, you don't do that. You just think about it, right? Yes. It's very sensitive and you're collective, you move more, but the cyclic is so sensitive. Yes. Correct? Correct. That's why the challenge yeah. is just there because if you think yeah, I go right now, they go right. Rock and roll, you know? Rock and roll, yes, sir. Yeah, rock and roll. And uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit about the extra 55 before I go to another thing you asked me. Uh, I was glad that you said, hey, now you okay to show low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You did it. Yeah. And. Uh, in the airfield in Fort Walter, the tower over there. Mm-hmm. I got contact with the tower. Yes. Before I took up. Yes. And uh, my teacher worried about me, you know. And uh, he came out to my helicopter, the S-55. He knocked, knocked the door. <laughs> you know, I concentrated. You to make the yes, solo, you, you know. Yes, of course. And he looked at my face, and maybe I worry too much. Or yes. And he said, "Hey, come down, man." Like he come me down, and he take it be, easy. Before he he left, before yes. he left, he told me, "Hey, you repeat after me, okay? See you later. <laughs> See you later." Yes. I said, "Yes, sir. No." You have to say alligator. Alligator. And, and after a while, <laughs> crocodile. Oh, after a while, crocodile. Yeah. Okay. See you and later. After a while, crocodile. And he said, what you say? <laughs> and I, I pull my uh, microphone up here and yeah. I talk to him. After a while, crocodile. <laughs> and he okay, good. And he left, closed the door left. And I wait a while, I said, Tower, I'm ready to take off. No answer. I wait a while, maybe four or five minutes. I look at myself, you know, the microphone up here. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, pull it down and call again. And yeah. took up and I made a patches. Oh, very good. Yeah, and uh, at that <laughs> night I had the uh, solo party. Sure. Uh, yeah, I did not know my classmate, you know, hold me up and throw me in the swimming pool, you know. Oh, very good. Where, sure. Oh, yeah. Yes. At that time, my, my wing yes. have one more half. Before solo, I had only one half. And after solo, I have the full the wing. The full wings. Yeah. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. Wow. And uh, the question you asked me about CF-34. Yes, sir. Did I uh, have problem with the hovering? Yes. A little bit, not much like the first time with the, the, the egg roll, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and at, at that time, I was about 20 years old. Sure. And, yeah. wha- and what did you think of the H-34 the first time you flew it? Flying the dragon, What? Yeah. how did that feel? I mean, it must have been really exhilarating. I felt it too heavy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like the, you know, like the tank or something like that, not the airpl- aircraft, you know. But, uh, and when uh, I learned how to make a uh, 
authorization with the uh, CS-34, yes. it came down so fast, scare, <laughs> scaring me. And so for, our, again, just to our audience, for auto-rotation mm -hmm. is when the aircraft loses power, helicopter pilots train for how to descend downward without mm -hmm. power. And, yeah. the, and the phrase is called auto-rotation, yeah. when the air coming up rotates the blades yes. without engines, mm -hmm. And you have to pilot it and mm. try to control it so when you land, mm -hmm. you do not crash. But you're able to land. If it's a hard landing, it's better than just dropping it out of the sky like an egg. Yeah. Uh, or a rock. <laughs> we, we got to uh, practice a lot. Yes, you had to. Yeah. And uh, we had to check out for that. Not everyone, you know. Sure. Could do it. I remember one time with the dinosaur, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was uh, teaching I was teaching the new pilot, uh, yes. new copilot, something like that, to mm -hmm. to do the auto rotation. Yes, the uh, control in the CF thirty four it has the you know collective bitch. Yes, sir. And in front of the collective bitch was the uh, throttle. Yes, you just turned the throttle for gas, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Turn up and down to get the airspeed up and down. Just like a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> like the motorcycle. This yes. was but the left But hand. left hand instead, yeah. yes. And at the same time, you increase it. You have to pull the collective bit at the same time. Otherwise, the RPM yes. will, you know, overspeed or whatever. So. This one is the troublemaker one. <laughs> At the same time, you know, you control yes. the gas and you control the pitch. Of the, of the propellers on and, top, yes sir. And another thing related to the pedal, when you you know, increase the power, the, the aircraft uh, have the tendency to spin. So you have to kick the pedal to make it streamline. Yes. That's why, you know, in my accident, you know, it, yes. it landed the crap. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do auto rotation first. We roll it, the throttle, to the idle. Okay. So, the idle kept the RPM right there. Yes. And uh, no more RPM up and down. It stayed there. And you use the roller plate, yes. speed, have a leap, and uh, land to the aircraft. What, whatever you go to the uh, the uh, LG, and before the LG, you had to flare to stop the aircraft first. Otherwise, you. Harlan, so the aircraft is spiral. Yeah, that you're. We're, are we talking about the falling yellow leaf now? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. The, uh, that maneuver just like the auto rotation. And so at the very end, the helicopter coming down, then it flares like yeah. the nose goes up yeah. and the bottom goes down. No, and that's to stop the speed. Yes. On the LZ. Right. If you flare it uh, too much, you know maybe the tail rotor hit the tree or something. Be careful. Yes. One King uh, B died in the trending because he flared too much and too low. The tail, the tail hit the ground and broken and he got killed. 
King Bay in Da Nang. So <coughs> right after that, right on the spot, you sure. want to land, level up, enter the hover. And then and wheels put, on the ground. Yeah, put the wheel on the ground. <laughs> that, nobody can help you to do that. You got to learn by yourself. And you're high up with the king bee because you're like, you're maybe eight to 10 feet off the ground as a pilot. Uh-huh. And your strut, your your front two wheels are struts. Uh-huh. They're like about 10 feet. Yeah. So you have some distance. You have to judge that, get yeah, used to that, that distance. with the strut and the yes. wheel also. <laughs> yeah, so you learn that by yourself. You estimate it. Otherwise, you may accident. Right. Okay, so in uh, 1968, you uh, graduated. Did you get thrown in the pool again with another graduation no, from the uh, uh, age 34? No. No? Uh, and you got promoted? Yeah. After I complete the program. Yes. I was promoted to the first, uh, the second, second lieutenant. Second lieutenant with one flower. One flower, yes, indeed. And I came home with the one flower, official, you know. Yes, very proud flower. <laughs> yeah. Earned the hard way. You know what? No, what? I tell you one thing about what I felt, uh, what I felt uh, before I went home. Okay. Even we knew that we go home. Yes. In the war. Dangerous. But we were so excited to go home. We didn't care. Okay, we can die in the war, but just go home. Sure. Uh, we did not want, you know, to stay too much in the United States anymore. So excited to go home. And you wanted to go back to the war defending and your country against communism? Yeah. As a pilot? As a pilot and fighting. Outstanding, yes. Yeah, fighting. Courage. Did were other of your family members, did they uh, get involved in fighting in the war at all? Do you know? I had uh, four brother four brothers three of them in the military wow except one because his eye uh, he had problem with very bad near eye so he uh, did not get in uh, military armed force but other three and i yes was four wow we all in uh, army and uh, military yes sir armed force so they were in the army while you're flying yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you come home, 1969, you get assigned to the King B Squadron 219th. Right away. Right away. And this is, of course, we have your hat yeah, here today, yeah. sir. Yeah. The and proud 219th King yeah, B. Yeah, I, I tell the truth, I, I'm very proud about the uh, 219th Squadron. I stay with them all my career in there, almost six more than six years yes, with, sir. with the squadron. Sure. Uh, somebody came in and go and went away, but I stayed all my life in uh, flying light in the uh, 219 squadron. And so when you f- first started flying the first six months as co-pilot, uh, by 1969 we had CCN, which was based in Da Nang, CCC, which is based in Kantoum, mm-hmm with launch sites at Dok To, yes. and then CCS down south. And uh, Bambi to it. Bambi to it. And so where were you flying at that time with the King Bees? Everywhere. 
everywhere. Yeah. No kidding. Could we saw uh, King B. Pilots, who we got used to seeing on a regular basis, uh-huh. maybe by 69, then they rotated again. No, they, they, how often would they rotate from CCC, or would it be a daily assignment? You go in, they say, today you go Denang, or today you go Bami to it, or you go Denang. Yeah, depends on what they need. They say, hey, we have the group, they call a detachment. You go work for CCC. Right. And we just like the show, you know, five, six helicopter with the crews, everything. Like you make a show, you know, singing show. <laughs> oh, know. is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they send us to uh, CCC or CCS or CCN, whatever. Right, they yes, did sir. It. When we stay there a week or two weeks. Sure. Yeah, the t- the time one week or two week working with, yeah, what they need in there. Right. Uh, and that's so why we went to CCCN, and sometimes we went to CCC in Kantum. Uh, Kantum, yes, sir. And uh, in Kantum, we were living in B15. Okay. And in Bangvetok, we were living in B50. Okay. Five years old. Yes. And. Uh, in uh, CCN, sometimes we were living in the airport. Yeah, because they had the uh, the, yeah. the, the yeah. two nineteen squadron had their own office right there at the Da Nang airfield. Yeah, yeah, okay. And which were the uh, which areas that you flew? Which one, for your experience, was the most dangerous, or the oh. one you felt was worse because of the mountains, the weather, or I don't know. You're, you're the guy that flew them all. <laughs> This funny, I tell you, it's funny. <laughs> funny? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's funny. Yes. My answer is funny. Oh, funding. Funny. Okay. <laughs> Where? <laughs> we used to fly in the mountainous area, like North and uh, uh, Center, CC North, CC. And, and uh, CCS. Yes. We had a lot of mountain in Laos. Yes, and, sir. Uh, yeah. And North Vietnam or North D- Vietnam everywhere. Yes. But when I had the mission with Saigon, you no know, mountains. No mountain. You know that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. So <laughs> they wanted me to insert a team. I couldn't find any bushes to put them in. <laughs> and when they called, they said, hey, emergency. You know, we had the contact with the communists. Yes. And uh, the LZ, just the paddy rice, rice paddy. Really? Yeah. Sure. I remember I came in to pick up a team in emergency. Yes. And uh, they were hurry, you know and uh, drive in the helicopter because I could not land on the mud. Right. So they hurry in, and the last one, my cruise ship said, okay, take off. I took up about uh, far away, 50 um, uh, yards or something. They sh- shot, you know, with the AK. Dread, yes. dread. 
You hear it, bump, bump, bump. No, I hear crack, like, you know, very yes. dry shout, you know. I know that uh, AK-47. Yes. And I try to pick up, uh, fly the helicopter up there to the air, and the uh, gunner, he said, stop it, stop it. I surprised, you know, because the last one, Muddy, so he slipped and he dropped back on the LG again. Oh no! And I got mad and uh, I got shocked, you know. I I uh, pulled the uh, radio trigger and I say, "Fuck it, he died already." <laughs> and you know, I I struggled uh, to talk with the cruise ship in yes. the intercom. Yes. But because I push the trigger too, you know, too deep, yes. too strong, so everybody know. I say, "Fuck it, you guys!" And oh, no. I had to come back. Yes, and pick him up. Pick him up, and uh, he make your helicopter dirty with mud. No, he got uh, wounded. He <laughs> oh. had, yeah, he Ooh. couldn't walk, but just a sprain or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, lucky. All mud over there, otherwise, you know, he got trouble. So that was fun, <laughs> funny, huh? Funny answer. That is a funny story. But anyway, <laughs> the most dangerous is in Assau. Oh, yes. Assau. Assau Valley. And to the south of Assau was Pastone. Pastone in the south of Boku VC. And then you had many, and then after 1968, by 69, when you're yeah, flying, yeah. there's more anti-aircraft coming. Yes. The, you have the uh, 12.7s, the 37 Mike Mike, the 23 Mike Mike. Yeah. Oh. I got uh, shot with uh, Psalm 7 in the, no. in the last uh, accident in Bambito. When you're, okay. And I survived. So a Sam Seven is a anti-aircraft rocket, rocket or a missile, missile that was used to shoot down jets in North Vietnam. Yeah. And this, so we could go. So you're flying your UE out of Bambi to it, and a Sam Seven hit your helicopter. Not hit my helicopter, but hit my gunship helicopter in front oh. of me, and no. they, they shot me too. But they both miss. One go right. In front of my eyes, in front of the bubble, and one go under my aircraft. Whoa. And uh, both missed, and uh, one hit the gun, gun number one, hit right in the exhaust, and explode. And the broken uh, roller place, and uh, all kind of broken piece, and yes. black snow flow to my eyes like this. Wow. And uh, they kept uh, sh shooting uh, the small gun and mini gun also. I, uh, some hit got in my uh, back of the helicopter. I, I cut down the power, died to the ground. You know? Sure. Yeah. What was your altitude at that point when they uh, opened? That, that about 85, 80, 80 uh, feet on the ground because Bambi took. Yes. There were a lot of plantation of property. So we knew that. 
the communist, the VC, they uh, had a lot of uh, anti-aircraft gun around yeah. there because yeah, yeah. at that time, Bamatuk already f- fell. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, we uh, had a mission with the. Uh, so it's like around March 1975. Yeah. Okay. Uh, March 13. Mar- okay. March 13, 1975. We had the problem right there. Wow. And so, the Sams. You're you're at 80 feet off the ground. They mm. still shot Sams at the hill. Directly hit. Really. That's why we were flying low level. Yes. To avoid them. Yes. But they shot and directly hit. That's amazing. That, I never that heard that. That's why, you know, they missed me. Yes. Because I was flying low level. If I had a high level, it may follow the hit and. That, sure. Yeah, they call that the heat charm right. missile. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, from here, maybe we should go to, uh, you took us there quickly, but um, 1975. Maybe we should go here because that's another major part of the story for your life. Yeah. And um, you also had that mission near the end of the of the Vietnam War. Yes. Because by that time you had two or three very close friends that you had been uh, flying with. You were all pilots together. Yes. And um, maybe you could tell me a little bit more about them because near the end you had one of your most emotional missions for you. Yes. Was involving your two friends. Okay. Uh, this is the uh, picture of uh, the gun one, Captain Hong. Yes, sir. Captain uh, Hong? Yeah. Okay. H-U-N-G. Yes. I had a Hong on my recon team. Different Hong. And uh, he hung out with us. And this guy, Captain Son, S-O-N. Yes, sir. Okay. They all same time with me. Yes. We went in uh, Nha Trang. Uh, academy school at the same time. Went to United States for helicopter training at the same time. Went back uh, to uh, 19th Squadron almost at the time, same time. One or two months different. Right, okay. okay. We were very close friends. Sure. Even in the war, you know, we were very dear friends, okay. <laughs> we call each other Chu and uh, and that means young brother and old brother. Okay, yeah. sure. For example, I call home. Hey, you do something for and something like that. Okay, <laughs> very close. And uh, we were flying together many times for a long time. Yeah, sixty-nine to seventy-five. Wow. Almost six years. And they were both flying uh, with the 219th, running yeah. and flying for SOG support. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Captain Hong became uh, the uh, gunship uh, fly leader. I was the uh, slick fly leader. Right. 
and uh, Captain Chong was the the training flight leader. Training, okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Then so the story related to three of us: me, Captain Hong, gunship, and Chong uh, was a lot missing man. In uh, March 1975, yes, sir. Bamboo was lost completely, except one uh, regiment of uh, the infantry. Infantry, yes. Yeah, at B fifty uh, B fifty. I told B-50, you before. Yes, B fifty. Mm-hmm. The CCS before. Yes, sir. They located right there. They, they said, hey, no surrender. Even communists around them. They said, we uh, f- will fight to die to death, you know, something like that. Sure. And uh, on uh, May 10, 1975, Communists all over Bambitore. Sure, and also at that point in time, again for our audience, April yeah. 30th, 1975, Saigon fell, and that was the official end of the war for the Americans. Mm-hmm. And most of the Americans left, but you all were still there, and now there's more communist army, North Vietnamese army, overrunning your country. Yes. And that's what you're up against on May 10th. Uh, or May, was that day? May well, it was May 1975, and so take it from there, because I wanted to just keep that context. Not, not May, not May. I'm sorry. Uh, March, not May. May is everything done. Okay, can you, okay. so that's yeah. why it's, it's important to get it. So, yes. completely lost on March 10. It's part of the fall. Okay, so this is March 10. March 10, Bangmetok lost. Yes. And the accident to me. Yes, sir. On uh, March 13, okay. 1975. It wasn't Friday, it was like March 13th or March Friday? March 13th, I surprised yeah. about that, I didn't know. Yes. I do not know about but that. But either way, it's tragic, I so take yeah. it from there, I'm sorry. So, uh, after the detachment was overrun, this guy lit four more escape from the detachment and they ran into the jungle. Uh, three pilots were killed right away in the detachment because... When com- they're on the ground or when they're flying? On the ground, okay. at night. Right. The so community overran. Right, okay, very good. And after uh, five hours or something, uh, they... Uh, Foul again them, and uh, they couldn't do nothing. They ran away. But this guy, with four more, five people, ran. Escape and evade into the jungle. Yes, sir. To the jungle. That was Son? Uh, Sean. Yes, sir. Captain Sean and four more. Yes. Now they in the United States. <laughs> okay. And uh, I got the mission. A regiment, I told you, they want to die to death. Yes. They located in uh, B-50, 
they stay there. So about a week or 10 days, no supply, uh, no medivac. So wounded, uh, wounded and uh, dying body over there, they needed immediately to resupply ammunition, food, something, and pick up the wounded soldier and uh, the dead people. Yes, out. sir. Yeah. So I got the mission. Number one, home. Gunship, go ahead. Sure. And number two, gunship, in the back of me, they sandwich me in the, you sandwich did sure. me in, in the middle. You're in, in and the you're flying a Huey now. Ah, yes, Huey. sir. And the one more Huey, uh, Mr. Long, was uh, number two, uh, Huey J. Chase ship. Chase ship. Yeah, because we and uh, my missions. commander was C and C. Okay. On way up there. Way up in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. And the chase ship was designed yeah. just to have an extra yeah. helicopter there just in case. gunner volunteer. Okay. 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 Um, it's very emotional. Uh, oh, uh, yes, sir. Story. Sure. It's a long one, but I would like to bring it up because... That's why we're here. Yeah. We want to hear that story because people have to hear your side of that story because it's not been written, and that's why we're here today. So you're flying. You've got the gunships supporting you, and Hung is the lead. Lead uh, You're the lead slick. Yeah. Sona's on the ground. You're en route to the target. What happens? Yeah. And if you in, have to, we could take a break. In the early morning, yes, sir. We heard that one uh, jet fighter bombing Bangmetuok to cover the regiment fighting in there. Yes, sir. The, uh, he got shot down, and the pilot bailed out and uh, reportedly missing. They couldn't find him. And about afternoon, we got in the area. So we talked to each other, hey, we fly low level. Right. To avoid anti-aircraft or SAM, S-A-M-7. Yes, sir. So a lot of plantation around the area in Bambito, plantation after plantation. So we were flying about 30 feet or 25 feet above the tree. Sure. In the location. Yes, sir. Of the regiment 53. At that time, the Lieutenant Colonel Ann, like Captain Ann, you know? Yes, sir. Lieutenant Colonel Ann, yes. commander of the regiment. He knew me because <laughs> I worked for him a lot. And uh, I told the home gunship, hey home, I keep silent because I don't want him to influence me. So you contact with him in uh, the uh, FM. Right, FM radio. We modify on the uh, VSF, that means a very high frequency. Yes, sir. Okay. About 
we had the highway 21 from Bamethol to Yatrap. At that time, five helicopters from King Bay, Shinsei up there, four to gunship and two slick. We approached the location uh, of uh, Regiment 55 from uh, northeast right. to southwest. Yes, sir. On the west, communists and the Bambitok downtown communists took the whole thing. Wow. So we went this way to avoid over them. But about five or six miles from the target, we saw everyone saw the bunker and the trenches and the, you know, new digging, you know, stuff. Yes, on the ground, more enemy activity and weapons. In, in, the, in the plantation. Yes, sir. Along uh, with some uh, rice paddy and uh, low hill with the grassy, uh, bullshit, everything. Okay. And we saw them. And uh, since he, hey, they all over, over there, because he was on a high altitude, so he saw more than us. Yes. But finally we saw, and uh, then one, I saw them. And he turned around, and I turned around, follow him. And he, from the east to the west, he shot me the gun, and they shot back, absolutely, gun two, behind me, you know. Yes. I shot some rocket on there. At that time, we had two kind of rocket, the regular one with the black smoke, Right. And the uh, rocket with nail, they called it nail rocket, with the uh, red smoke, the smoke flew on the uh, flew on older, and uh, they uh, the enemy with many kind of gun, they shot up, you know. Sure. I got cat 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 in the back somewhere, but I had I had to uh, you know uh, keep in the formation. Uh, the second tour when you're home, the gun one turn around in again. Look, at that time I saw my airspeed about 60, or um, almost 60 knots only, slow. Yes. With the turn like this, and we turn like this, and uh, one SA-7 hit home, right in the exhaust. Oh, man. And this is blow in front of me. I pay attention and focus completely on his effort. Sure. I did not know what going on to me, but a second one, SA7, went in front my, of my eye like this, and the J-ship yes. called in, uh, yell in the uh, radio, Sam, Sam! That happened like this, not, not. Yeah, because you saw Hung, what happened to him. And then and this uh, is a surface-to-air missile 7 that the Russians had provided to the communists in Vietnam. Uh, you mean Hung? Hung. Yeah, yeah. I think he was killed. Yes, of course. Because it, his uh, airplane exploded about uh, 30 feet on the uh, top of the tree, you know. Right. That means about 70 feet or something from the ground. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, about me, 
He explode already exploded, and I cut the power to die to the east because yes. the west all communists. I flew to the east and uh, dive to the ground to avoid, you know, machine gun or something. Yes, they, they kept shooting me. Okay, when I was on the ground about <laughs> five seven feet on the ground away from them, I uh, flew up again when I had about uh, 1,500 feet on the ground, I called home. Hey, home, are you alive? Hey, home, you hear me? Are you alive? Where are you? I hope that. Yes. Just hope, you know. Sure. In, in my mind, I thought right away, I thought that if I cannot rescue him this time, no other chance, because the war over, and the you could see it coming. Yeah, they coming. Yes, just like that. So I call him alas on the survival radio. That the York Ten. Yeah. Arc-10. Yes, sir. Yeah, ultra frequency. Yes, and uh, nobody answer. Oh. I uh, stayed there about. Uh, calling him about 15, 20 minutes, and uh, everything quiet now. They don't shoot us, you know, anymore, because I was away. Everybody got out of the area. Yeah, you were out of the range of the, the Out Sam's. of the range, I think, not that much, but away. And uh, I, after I thought, I tried to rescue him. Otherwise, no more chance. If he he still alive, you know. Sure. And I turned back to the area. When I made a turn to the west again, get into the area, and my cyclic stuck. You guy up intermittent, intermittent <sighs> stuck like that. It check right. check. I shake it. It check me back, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I thought. Hey, the cyclic trouble, that means the hy- hydraulic pressure. Sure, your hydraulics could be going out. Go, go, you know, uh, uh, failure or something like that. Yes. And move away, uh, back uh, out. And it's okay. When I back out, it's okay. What the hell? Yeah. I go back again. <laughs> I turn back to the area again <laughs> and calling. I'm like, where are you? Where are you home? Yeah. Are you okay? You still alive? Something like that. I call a lot. And I got in the, the cyclic stuck again. I shake, shake, and you know, it's, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like a hiccup? Yes, like a hiccup. I went out. Okay, as I told And my copilot told me, he died already. Don't try anymore. What? You, you crazy. And I listened to him. You know. Yes. But the question in my mind, what's going on with, with my your control? Psychic. You yes. know? <laughs> it's okay now. <laughs> and you know, suddenly I heard sound. I heard noisy uh, voice down. It means, I, I am here. I am here. In my mind, I thought, home, call me. Yeah. And I was so glad 
mày còn sống không? You okay? Where are you? Yeah. Ê, tao làm son nè. I am son. He was waiting still in the jungle. He's yeah, the in ground. the jungle. And because his radio, you know, battery not, you know, strong anymore. So the noisy sound like, Tao làm son nè. Tao làm son nè. Cái đó. Okay. Wait. I, I I told the CNC, yes. my commander, hey, uh, please listen to Sean, he's calling. And they contact with him and uh, let him know that we're going to pick him up and home. Nothing. Quiet. Yes. And uh, that about uh, 5.30 in the jungle. And uh, the weather not very good, and no more light, something like that. It dark, a little bit dark. Sure. It was so sad, you know. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. The, the sad evening. Mm. And I called a little more, and nobody answered. And uh, we didn't have enough. We ran out of fuel. And the uh, commander, Lieutenant Lung, told me, hey, Steve, everybody out to go to refuel. And uh, I, I, he picked uh, up and uh, for more. For oh, no kidding. Yeah. He That's a good commanding yeah, officer. Yeah, he came to pick them up. Right. And you know what? When we went home, remember the question I told you I did not know what going on with my cycling. Yes. I'll tell you the story later. Yes. But well, you could tell us right now because, I mean, this would be the continuation part because it's... Oh, right now? You see, yeah, right here, then we'll come back to where we were. Because where were you when you talked to the person who had the answer to that question? Oh. Uh, many years later. Many years later. <laughs> Maybe 30 years, something 30 like. or 40 years, give after, or take a decade. Yes, after, sir. <laughs> after almost six years in the prison, 18 months, that means one year and a half in a refugee camp, and came to United States long ago. And uh, I met him, my co-pilot. Yes. He, yeah. He uh, <laughs> contacted me, and he invited me uh, to have a party with him. Sure. He's right now, he's living in here. San, in San Diego. Diego. Yeah, right yes. here. <laughs> okay. This guy. <laughs> Just a second. Right here. This guy. Have the mustache. Yes. Like me. Yes. Yeah, hey. He's right handsome here. like you. Yes. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways, tell us, what did he say to you? At, at the, the party. After a couple of beer, you know. Of course. He said, uh, Steve, anh uh, như. Anh như, that means brother như. Okay. Anh có biết không? Do you know? I saved your life. <laughs> I got shocked. Fuck. When? When did you save my life? He goes March 13th. I, yeah, no. <laughs> he said, you crazy at that day. You know why uh, the... Control stuck, lock. I said, that's a question. For many <laughs> years, I don't know. Yeah. He said, I saved your life. 
you know, when you move the cyclist that way, I use my leg to hold it back. No. I made it because I knew that <laughs> you were crazy. First, the aircraft, we were flying, loaded, full loaded with ammunition. Sure. The second home was exploded that high. They died already for sure, 100%. Yeah. If, like you, uh, think they still alive, you could not pick them up. Because you went back to the West, you'd back be going to back to all the weapons. In the area, and the area waiting for you. The anti-aircraft and all kinds of weapons waiting for us. We died together. That's why he kept <laughs> so the he saved your life on the side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he's living in here. Sure. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to 19. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. I do want to interject real quick. Look, I'm home. Okay. I'm volunteer. I'm home. I'm going to go. Okay. 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 Uh, mentioned about something I did not tell you. Yes. I told him uh, I'll tell you later. But right now, in the mission, we got shot right now. Yes. Home and uh, song. Okay. The day before uh, the mission. Right. The, on March 12th. March 12th. Because March 13th, he got shot. Yeah. Down. Yes, sir. In the squadron. I was the man to assign uh, flying. I, I uh, schedule prepare. Sure, for next day's flight order. Yeah. Yes, sir. Next day, uh, flying schedule. Sure. I remember in Yatran at that time, it was very hot. And uh, because the overran a couple of days before, we missed many pilots. Like uh, Captain Sean in the jungle, three more died right away in the battle. Right. And we lost uh, a lot of pilots, you know. Sure. In the air and on the ground. On the ground. Then some in ground, on the ground. And I came in the squadron early and tried to collect the pilot something uh, for the flying schedule. And about five o'clock, I complete the assignment for next day. And Captain Home came, came in with the, you know, motorcycle. I <laughs> remember the red one. And uh, before he entered, he called me, hey, chú các phi lĩnh xong chưa? That means... You have the flight schedule ready. Right. Two men, you know, young brother, something like that. Yeah. I look at him and say, hey, go home. You don't have uh, the schedule tomorrow. No flight for you. Tomorrow I will go fly, CNC. You will do the job, you know. Sure. Fly, fly, uh, assignment. Yes. 
Shall we go home? Let's know. I would like to know what about Sean and people in Bamitou. Wow. Take care of his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, he worry about, and he would like to have information about people from the Bamitou detachment who died, who still lost, and missing something. And uh, I said that I did, did not now have any information, okay? And uh, about half hour later, Han, the co-pilot for home, came in. I told him, hey Han, <laughs> you have the leave for 15 days because you just came back from Bamitou <coughs> detachment. Yeah. Stay home. Take it easy. You have fi 15 days on leave. You know what he told me? I know uh, I know I know I come in to uh, I would like to know if any information good about the detachment in Bamitou. Uh, I think they got to big trouble in there. Who died, who's still missing, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I had some, uh, you know, drink, uh, I mean, uh, coke or something with them and talking. Yeah. And another pilot, another uh, flight leader came in. He was flying that day. He looked tired and uh, He put the helmet on the table. He said, uh, Steve, and you, you, uh, ngày hôm nay, today, in flying, I've heard that five people in the jungle around there. Right. So, play a ranch tomorrow. We have enough fuel. After mission, we hunting for road mission people in there. I've heard uh, between uh, Bang Mithuok and uh, Dalak, you know, Dalak, some, right. somewhere yes, sir. over there, okay. And home, you know, Captain Home, heard about that, and he laughed. <laughs> he told me, hey, let me go, big song. Sure. Yeah. So the bottom line was he volunteered, he volunteered. for the mission that he could, that Now he I had to the change the schedule. Price. Right. And uh, when we talk, we laugh a little bit. And sure. com commander, my uh, squadron commander came in. He asked me, uh, what's going on? Because at that time, everybody said, you know, because mission people, mission pilot, everything. But he heard we laughing. He said, what the hell are you guys laughing? Yeah. I said, we just have the information about Song and four more in the jungle, right there. Sure. And he said, hey, you, Steve, tomorrow you go to fly slick leader. I'll fly uh, CNC. Now I have to change everything. <laughs> and uh, home, Captain home. Yes. Volunteer to fly gun one. And Yung Duk Han, that means the guy just came from Bamitok. He volunteered to fly co-pilot for Captain Home.
Wow. Back to Bami to it. Sure. And they gonna one gonna him. He volunteer also. Only one, you know. Sure. Not volunteer. So four guy in wow. the gun one. All four guy die at Bami Tok at that time. No kidding. Was shot down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <coughs> Let's see. We make uh, song and four more back. And you know what happened after that? When I uh, came back to the squadron, almost nine, nine time, I thought uh, I didn't want to go home because home, home, home sure. house, just next to my house. Ooh. In the morning, we went in the squadron together. Sure. We went to fly together now, only make come back. I did not want to see his wife. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, what I tell her, if she came to ask me where is home, I cannot lie to her. Tell, tell the truth, he died or he was shot down. It hurt her a lot and hurt me also. Sure. After six years of flying combat together, yeah. six years. So I stay in the the squadron, and <clears throat> my commander he found some whiskey, you know. Yeah. He sat down over there, and uh, we did not talk any. And uh, he get, he <laughs> gave me some whiskey, and he has the cup of uh, the glass of uh, whiskey, and we we. We drank until very late. I wait until very late. I waited. Sure. Everybody asleep, you know, went to sleep and quiet. About uh, two hours, two, two o'clock in the morning. I used my, I drive my Honda, my uh, motorcycle yes. back to uh, my home. Before I came in, I turned off the motorcycle. No noise. Right. Why a look around? You know, like the, the the uh, the tap, You know, like the <laughs> that guy. What is a clandestine yeah, arrival? Nobody, nobody saw me. You know, quiet. Sure. I came in and uh, changed the clothes and uh, uh, washed a little bit and uh, set the clock alarm. And I lie down. I was so tired. And with the whiskey, you know, I wa- wanted to sleep something. But the the clam block, I woke up. Time to go. About four o'clock in the morning. So I put I dress up, you know, and uh, you know secretly left the house. You know, uh, I went to the squadron and. I hid myself from home wife until now. Never see her again. But after that, home took two kids, little kids, home. And I went to the re-education camp. We didn't see each other long time, no see. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And uh, about, I, I came to United States about 16, 17 years later, 
friend of mine in Vietnam yes had contact with her she, he found uh, where she living right and uh, he sent uh, the message the letter to us in here we have the group 219 uh, group uh, website you yes know. so I got the information and I asked uh, the King Bay, uh, everybody in United Squadron, uh, connect, uh, collect some money I sent to her. Sure. And after that, about two months, I got a letter from her. She said in the letter, uh, very thank you very much for your help. Uh, I miss you. After Hong died, I tried to uh, find you, but couldn't. So now uh, I could not hold my tear. So please sure. try to read it. The letter, you know, smear with the tear, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so. That was a long time together. Yeah, nah, but 36 years later. Yes. They, co- they came back with me. And uh, his wife now, like this, his wife, and the kid, the kid. Well, we can get a picture and we'll include that as we attach it to the. Uh, uh, let's see, the kid. Uh, to the uh, 40 right YouTube. Here. Yes, which, let me see, which one? This, this is home wife. Okay. This is home daughter. When he died, mm-hmm. the daughter about three years old, and uh, thirty years, thirty-six years after nineteen seventy-five, about ninety-one. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, th- but say thirty-six sure. years after nineteen seventy-five. That's a long time. They sent me a letter. The kid and his wife sent me a letter, and uh, told me, "This is the time." we decided to go looking for home, remain, and asked me, tell them the location, home was shut down. Wow. And I went in the library, mm-hmm. look at the old map, sure. try to find a location and checkpoint, something like that. And I sent her letter, letter, I said, around there, 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 about what time, something like that, location. Not exactly, because after 36 years, that's completely different. And plus, you're ducking and dodging Sam's yeah, yeah. And, and enemy rounds being fired at you. Yeah. One in front, one in the back, and, yeah. and a tragic one that you witnessed with Hung. Yeah. So... Uh, um, so just for, they did go back. They tried to find. Was there just you know this very interesting story? I asked them how how you find hungry men with the information like this. Not exactly, and uh, everything over there. Chen they built up. Well, oh, the jungle grows too. Yeah, jungle, everything grow, and they told me in the letter. They told me that 
one uh, they say that psychic the psychic psychic helped them help him I couldn't believe that yeah but okay whatever and they called me they said the psychic show them exactly the location really yeah and were they able to find the the remains and after some loss you know yeah the psychic adjust the way you know around there you know finally the psychic said hey you see the butterfly that color follow the butterfly butterfly will stop anywhere the place is there there oh i can yeah. believe that hard to believe but they proved to me that work they came there and followed the instruction of the psychic they came over there and they told me they saw everything the psychic told her like the big rock right uh the the well the, the for yes for the water the well water, for the water the yes, well sir. yeah and uh, something like that okay and they uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> the lit incense and they had a yes. little shrine to kind of okay. pay homage to him. Sure. Go and pray, you know. Praying. It's like a praying. Yes, yeah. of course. And uh, right here, they have food and uh, fruit and with the incense they pray, hey, home. That, if you are good, you know, give the some signal. Sure. So we can uh, get your remain home after 36 years. Wow. And at first they try this way. They put a stick. Right. And the egg. First, they put a stick down there. Wind, everything flow, you know. And uh, the stick, they put the egg on the top. They yeah. couldn't make it. After they pray again, you know. And they took the picture and sent to me. <laughs> that is the egg on the stick. Right. No falling. And something else, you know, they believe right there. Yeah. Homely men right there. And uh, three other in the flying crews right there. Sure. And they dig. They they need a lot of money to to, to hire somebody to, to, to dig it. So they are. So this help help me out here. They were able to get to, and they found some remains. They found some uh, bone. Wow. Yeah, okay. right here. After dig, you see the the long way to dig. Yes. They, I they, can't imagine. They, after thirty six years. They found years. some bone. Sure. And I asked them bone with the dog tag. They said no. No dog tag at all. Just some bone, you know, like. The hair, a skeleton, something yes. like that. Sure. I had the question in my mind: Is that the correct one, or somebody else, or VC, maybe? You know. Or the VC would take all all his identification. Yeah. So. So, uh, but anyway, they believe that. Yes. Those bones. Okay. Were, yeah, remain of the screw. All right. So yeah. let me get you back to 1975. That's oh, a very good story. I show you one. One more? No. She 
divided the bone into four. Okay. And yes, sir. She put in the jar. Wow. And she brought back to Saigon, and uh, left the jar in the the uh, temple. And uh, every uh, week she came in and uh, tie up, you know, pray for. Sure. Them. Wow. And you know what? What? One of uh, one friend of mine in Canada. Yes. He said, "No, you have to have the uh, the bone <laughs> DNA. Otherwise, no. you know, you have the bone of the VC, and now you pray. The, uh, oh, doesn't man. make sense." And I told him, "Hey, you shut up." Yeah, you buku dinky down. Yeah, yeah. Buku dinky down. Thirty-six year. Yes. The family. And she's at peace. Want to have something? Sure. She believed that. Right. Now she believed that deep bone home remain okay. That's what you, counts. You keep your mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> so let me get you back to 1975. Okay. Please. So as we're now. This is March. So by what happens after April 30th? Because you flew another mission, and then you had got shot down a second time Did you with the UE, right? Have we covered that? We didn't cover that yet. Yeah, in 1973. That was the UE? Yeah, the UE. Okay. The well, first one uh, in 1971 with the UH, uh, right. 34. How about this? Because of where we are with our story, mm. I like to get into the second part of your story, which was the part that nobody hears about. April thirtieth, nineteen seventy-five, and then when and how did you become captured and then placed in a re-education camp? Well, we're at that time in the show, and it's time to uh, say thanks to all the men and women in our armed services who fought and bled for this country. We also thank the Border Patrol, law enforcement, first responders, EMT, corrections officers, and particularly the Border Patrol these days with what's going on at both of our borders. As always, we are grateful for Jocko Willing Productions and his technical staff for making all this possible in conjunction with Saga Chronicles. And we'd also like to um, thank the men and women who served in years past, men like Steve, who is here today talking about an aspect of the Vietnam War that's received little publicity in the years past. And again, we thank Jocko and the staff for making all this possible. We also remember and salute the men and the women who did not return from Southeast Asia. Today there are 1,581 still missing in action. That includes 50 Green Berets that from the Secret War the 83 aviators that died in support of the teams on the ground during that time. And also, if you'd like to read more about our exploits with the King Bees, you can go to my first book, Across the Fence, and there's numerous stories in there. You heard about some of those legends, Captain Tuong, Captain Tin, and others. And then the second book, we lead off there with Captain On was just amazing stories that you could also learn and from Jocko Podcast, number 247-248 and uh, 258 and 259. Those are some of the latter ones. And, of course, our first one, which was now, it's hard to believe, three years ago we did our first Jocko Podcast here at this studio 
was Jocko Podcast number 180. We always encourage you to do that. And speaking of Jocko, he has a few products himself. Books outstanding in nature. The Dichotomy. And uh, the Dichotomy of Leadership. He and Leif Bavin. And one that I'm going to have to rebuy my purchase. I purchased one years ago when it came out. I gave it to a friend. It never was returned. So now I've got to get my new copy of this. But outstanding work by Jocko and all that they're doing. So again, we thank everyone for making this possible. Steve, thanks again for today, your story. And with that, God bless America. Until next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.